Welcome, everybody. Thank you for turning into our podcast for Entrepreneurial Impact this week with Dave Donaldson and Joe Martin, your two co-hosts here. Um, what I'm really excited about kicking off at least today with is that, um, one, I can take a stab at, at, at Dave and his commitment to PCs, because if you're watching on YouTube, his computer's failing on him because his camera and screen are separating. And you know what's great is my Mac is probably older than his, and I've never had that problem, but at least the spotlight's on him, no pun intended. I'm not going to go that far, but you know, yeah, tech happens. It's all good. So um, it's going to look like the end of like the Looney Tunes commercial. I'm like, that's all, folks. Yeah. So those of you that are listening on Spotify or Apple like podcasts, you're not going to be able to understand this joke, but his <laughs> camera is literally like setting him off into the sunset where actually like you might not be able to see Dave at the end of this episode, uh, which is just hilarious because there's this constant fight between him being an Android and me being on Apple and the fact that I have to get these stupid green bubbles from him. But it's just hilarious that today on this you know taping of the podcast that his camera, his computer is actually going to hell in a handbasket. He's got to go to Best Buy. Um, it's so. all good. Hey, hey I'm, I'm doing my part right, for continued growth in the community. Absolutely. So now that we've got that little joke out of the way for this episode, I wanted to talk about this comfort, right, that I think I was at um, one of my regional meetings and uh, the leader that was running the meeting stated that one of your jobs as a leader is to cause discomfort inside of your organization. And um, I that landed pretty well. I was like, huh, that sounds kind of strange, sounds a little like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I would say a little negative, and I'm not a big fan of having negativity in a large group because like it kind of just festers and doesn't get anything inspired or moving forward. But what was fascinating as I said, okay, tell me more, and I want to listen in. I kind of leaned into the the meeting. The discomfort is is that most of us in life try to find things that we're great at that has the least um challenge right so that hey path of least resistance right like most people want to do something that's easy you see this a lot in our in our life that like people are like what's the easy button oh that's too hard i want easy right and when he talked when this this leader was like your job is causing discomfort now that's not hey dave i can't wait to wake up every day and for 100 of my day i'm going to make dave's life discomfortable like no we're not we're not talking about that well it <laughs> happened but that's okay but what, what, what he was saying is, is that you as the leader have a, the best view of the business, right? And that there's always going to be stuff that we have strengths on, even me, right? Like, I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are. And if I can be self-aware enough to identify the weaknesses or the things I avoid, I can share that with people and say, hey, hold me accountable to this thing. Because I know if I do this thing, it'll actually be better for me and the business. And that's what the, the concept about this discomfort thing was embrace discomfort, but also don't shy away from it when you see others on your team not embracing it. That actually your role is to shine the light on the thing that they're not doing because they're not comfortable with it. And the reason they're not comfortable with it is because it's hard or they haven't learned it yet, right? And actually for the business and for the individual, if you lean into the uncomfortableness of that particular activity with the individual, it's going to do two things. One, it's going to give them a better skill set that's probably better for them if they were wanting to leave and go to a different job, or they're going to make a more valuable employee because they have a skill that's actually hard. The other thing is for the business is that hard skill is actually what's needed for growth and sales or revenue or whatever the thing may be. So if you think about it, discomfort is usually because it's hard, but on the other side of hard is fulfillment. It's impact. It's like- well, you know 
fulfillment, that fulfillment piece, right? That's not just like that is a physical change too, right? You think about like how I think about Atomic Habits in the book by James Clear, right? It talks about how you change and how you implement change and, and the value of change because it talks about that being scarcity of mindset and stuck in a certain way, but wanting to do something. But in order to want, in order to achieve, you have to take action, right? Now, some people can just jump in and go. Some people are analytical on how they go about things. Others are just terrified of change. But here's the kicker at the end of the day, when you accomplish those things, whether you've been uber successful doing it or not, or just doing it the first time, right? The endorphins or the, the dopamine in your brain rewards you. And it's like, I need more of that, right? So yeah, I mean, focusing on that success or the, the, that revelation of doing something for the first time that you enjoyed and not focusing on the hardship of how you got there, but recognizing this was rewarding and fun because I enjoyed it and I accomplished something. Focus on that, not focusing on all the little things that were preventing you from doing it on the first place. Yeah, I mean, oddly enough, it's kind of like your transition from PC to Apple. Like you're you're fighting it. You don't like it. It kind of sucks. There's a hardship because your computer's malfunctioning on you. You don't want to say that I was right. There's all these animosity to the change. And then I promise you, you're going to love me when you go to Best Buy and you get your new Apple iMac or whatever the thing is. And you'll be like, why didn't I embrace this change earlier? My life is so much better. You know what the funny thing about that is? I never really cared until I met all you Apple people. Now I just can't do it. I'm drawing a line in the sand. Not happening. So it's embracing the discomfort of realizing that PCs suck. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to the regularly scheduled podcast. But yeah, this is um, sponsored by Apple, Joe. <laughs> well, hopefully we get picked up on it. But my, <laughs> I guess the thing that I look at is that people are inherently going to want to do the things that are least uncomfortable. And I, you know, I think in life, I look at this as in like diet, right? Like we want this outcome. Because who we are today, say we're overweight by 30 pounds, but we want this outcome to be reduced my weight by 30 pounds, have ripped abs, have this beach body, but the discomfort is changing our eating habits and our exercise habits, right? And I get it. Like, do I want to eat boiled chicken and asparagus or do I want two slices of pepperoni pizza? Like there's discomfort going to eat the boiled chicken and blah, 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 because there's delayed gratification and the fact that I need to eat that, but I want the, the rock, you know, the abs. Maybe right. the problem is in your descriptors. Yeah, it could be the descriptors. It could be my mindset. You're 100%. No, but you're right. Like how I view the thing is actually right. like, like I should actually look at it and say the boiled chicken asparagus is actually better gas. Like if I'm driving a Maserati, I'm not putting like low grade gas into it, right? I'm putting the top grade stuff in it because that's what you do for a well-oiled machine. So right. like there's a mindset thing around it. But there's also recognizing that most of the time you hear there's a book called The Obstacle is the Way. But like we have to embrace discomfort and how do you in your culture of your business and in how, how you live your life, start recognizing that discomfort is actually awesome. It's actually great. It's actually how you cause change, right? And if you live in a life where there's no discomfort whatsoever, don't get me started on the fact that most of parents right now don't want their kids to ever struggle. Like, I just want uh, this is the fight with my wife and I It's like literally all about, no, I want the kids to have hard times under us. We can at least control that environment. I want them yeah. to know what struggle is because if they know what struggle is, 
they're going to actually value the outcome that they achieved on their own, which actually causes confidence. But then they also know that they can get through discomfort. And on the other side of it, you're going to be very proud of what you achieved. Right. You touch on a really important concept. And, and then, you know, my boys are a little bit older than yours at this point, but that's an educational thing that never can never stop happening. Right. And it's just <laughs> the level of experience will change the older that they get. And, and I look back like a per- perfect example of this was uh, when my older son was recently getting his uh, permit to drive. And this was something that I wanted. It, it was a personal reward for me to, for him to have it because it would make my life easier, right? But at the same time, I needed him to want it more than I wanted it for him. So I didn't sit down with him and ha- talk over top of him like, hey, you got to study, got to study, got to study, right? He was like, I'm going to get my license. Look, okay, figure it out. And it took a little while to pass the test and focus and study on the right things till it became an urgent need for him. Right. Then he came to me and said, Dad, this isn't working. What I'm doing is not working. It's not getting to the result I want. And I'm not focused. Can you help me? So then, like, I, we established that like, he wasn't happy where he was at. He wanted that the discomfort became too much and recognized he needed to change something. So we got focused on what he needed to study and how he was going to study and how to prepare. Right. So he got through, he did some applications, he did, some, he did every day for a week. Right. And at the end of the week, he went and took his exam and he got 29 out of 30. It was a far cry because it was funny. And I almost, you know, my Homer Simpson moment with my kids. But he literally walked away from the computer screen and said, Dad, that really wasn't that hard. And I'm fairly certain that I was studying the wrong things from the onset. Mm-hmm. But that was okay. Right. Because I let him fail. I wanted him to fail in that experience because driving in particular is so important. Right. I didn't want to just stick him behind the wheel of the car because it was beneficial to me. I wanted him to really want it. And I think what's cool about that story for, for the people that are listening is like, if you actually look at the structure, like I'm really big on the fact that anytime there's like success, there's actually like a process behind it. What Dave, you just laid out was there was a goal that was set out, right? Get your driver's license, right? You realize as the coach, and I put yourself like you as the coach, you as the leader or manager, or boss, whatever you want to call, is that you've got an employee being your son. Your yep. son has to do this thing. You can't do it for him. So you have to create the space that it's going to be uncomfortable. Let him fail, which is discomfort, right? Be there to encourage. But the one piece that like as a leader and manager, take the, the family stuff out of it, is yep. you've got to recognize that there's going to be struggle and the person that you're working with has to want to go through the struggle, right? So like, you can't, like, if, if you're trying to coach and manage somebody to performance, you've got to have a conversation with like, hey, Dave, you want this, right? And they have to agree to it. Because if you're like pushing the discomfort and the person's like, I don't want that, you're, it's, 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 it's not going to work. But if you find a person that wants change, willing to go through the discomfort, willing for you to go through the coaching and support and all that, you're in a win-win partnership. So what happened was, you know, your son you know, aligned this to like an employee is that they go through discomfort, you let him fail, you're not going to, you know, skin his knees, but he's not going to like get struck by a train, right? There's not going to be like moral impact on like the business. Figure it out, circle back with you. So there's a learning piece, right? And then he moves forward, gets through the discomfort, achieves the goal, and then realizes two things. One, you helped him get there. He's going to recognize that he did it primarily but there was support, right? And then number two, there was confidence build. Through struggle creates confidence because now anytime there's struggle, 
the employee or the person you're leading and developing can reflect back and say, oh, I've been here before. I know how to do this. It's going to suck. I'm probably going to like hate my life for a couple of days or a week or a month or whatever it may be, but I know how to get through this because I've done it before. Yeah, that that mindset, or you started off earlier with just experiences or the vernacular, the way you look things like changing, like in his mindset, right? Or the employee's mindset, like saying, I can't, it's impossible or it's too difficult. To recognizing I can, I want to, and look what I did. Yeah. But they've got to figure that out because they want. That want is what you're focusing on. They want to do this. How do we get them there? Exactly. It's kind of like when you heard that term, that dog don't hunt. The dog's got to want to hunt, right? Mm -hmm. So there's got to be an innate. So when you look at your people, you look at your organization, like desires and wants are, are huge. Because if like you're trying to coach and manage them to an outcome, and lead them to an outcome that they don't want, you're not going to win. They're not going to want to go through the struggle. They're not going to hear you. They're not going to take the coaching. They're not going to take the direction, the feedback, all that kind of stuff. But if you can say in your world that like, this is where you want to go. Okay. I'm going to make sure you struggle through it because for you to be great, you have to have that struggle. I can't derail you from experiencing that. Right. And like, you hear this a lot. Like, I mean, I remember when I first started, like there was this whole idea behind well, you're robbing somebody of an experience. I was like, what is that crock? I don't even understand what that means. Like, I would hear this in some of our HR meetings. They're like, well, you know, I couldn't step in to fix that because I'd be robbing them of an opportunity. I'm like, that seems like a whole lot of horse manure. Um, because like, if that's your job as the leader, you have the experience, like you owe it to them to make sure that they know how to handle the situation. Well, what it means is, is that I went through that situation. That's the only way I know how to handle it. And if I never let that person go through that situation, they're never going to have the skill set to know how to handle it. Hence, they can never grow and take on new opportunities. So when they said, like, you're robbing of an experience, like, I at first thought that was like a platitude. And then I realized, like, no, that's a real thing. Like, if, if I don't allow them to hire this person, if I die and get hit by a bus, they don't have the skill set to take care of themselves. So actually I'm deriving them from self like direction, self accountability and self fulfillment in knowing that they're in control of their life. So I'm actually taking away their confidence when they think I can't do this because Joe always does it or Joe's always there to save me. Right. You have to be willing to let them fail. Right. Let them learn through their discomfort and recognize, Hey, that wasn't working for me and I'm going to make it happen. Right. Or I'm going to learn from that and never let that happen again and apply that to all the other levels of my life, right? The only piece of advice for leaders out there around this, like embrace discomfort and cause discomfort in your people's lives because it's going to make them better. Don't be sadistic about it. Like tell them, like I'm, I'm speaking from experience and I had some leaders in my life that I thank them very much for putting me through the discomfort and struggle because I, I wouldn't be who I am today without that. But give them a heads up that you're about to put them through the gauntlet. Just, just let them know that, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna make you feel uncomfortable. The reason I'm making you uncomfortable is I, I care about you. I think you're capable of doing it and you'll be a better version of yourself on the other side once you go through that discomfort. But give them the heads up that they're about to go through hell in a handbasket um, mainly because their sanity is going to really thank you for that. Because um, the last thing you want to do is walk into a situation and get hit by a two by four because you didn't expect it coming um, and have a plan of how you're going to support that person through it from a management technique. 
but I, I really thought that was a game changer uh, the past, yeah, about three weeks ago, hearing you should lean into discomfort as a leader and you should be the one driving discomfort because that's actually going to be the best thing for your people's growth and the organization's growth. Because once again, our world is not stagnant. We're dynamic. We're always moving. We're always changing. And your, your responsibility for your team is to make sure that your people are growing and they're capable of taking on the world in front of them so they can always be empowered to drive their life to wherever they want that to be. Yeah, and, and, and if, if anybody listening knows Joe, and he says the word platitude as much as he says he hates platitudes, but there's no way around it, but you have to recognize that the little things like leaning into it, right, do matter. You have to embrace that to get over that. Well, it's going to be messy. Just, let's, just, let's just love messy, man. If we just get love to messy, like, it's going to be great. Right. You, you know, you, you can, and we'll close it out and say you, you can be like Seinfeld on that one, right? His mother was a mother. You get muddy, get dirty, get in there, but be okay with it. You know, be okay with it. All right. Well, listen, Joe, appreciate you as always. Platitude the side, right? Of everything that we do and we're able to do. And we hope that, that for those of you listening at home, right, take some time you know, reflect on where you want to be and how you're going to get there and what discomfort are you willing to embrace or what discomfort, I'll even challenge this, what discomfort are you shying away from that's preventing you from getting to where you want to go? Boom, mic drop. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to us this week and I uh, appreciate the uh, the following and support of Entrepreneurial Impact. Bye everybody. <laughs>